It's a sexy side of size. Look at my juicy thighs. Say what, say what. It's a sexy side of size. Come inside inside. It's a sexy side of size. This thickness does it right. Hey. It's a sexy side of size. <laughs> this thickness does it right. Hey. My dick is so, so right. Hey, this thickness does it right. Hey. Hey everybody, it's your girl Kai, my love. You know, hyphy, holister, healer, how y'all doing? I miss y'all, I love y'all. It's really been a minute since I said that to y'all, so I need you guys to understand. I miss you and I love you. Venus loves you. We are back in full effect. We have a very good, great treat. This is an abbreviated episode, but it's such a fantastic treat, so I hope you're here for us. We are going to talk about pleasure, mm. and we have uh, an amazing guest today. We just have one, because she's enough by herself to take it up, up all of it. Okay. Her name is, tell the people who you are and what you do. My name is Adrian Marie Brown, and hey. I am the author of Pleasure Activism, The Politics of Feeling Good, and I do um, mostly facilitation of black liberation work and coaching healing of black folks. That's what's up. Yeah. So what made you, we're just going, let's let's just bounce around with this thing, all right? I got a quote in a second, but we're just going to write it, okay? Um, <laughs> what made you want to write a book about pleasure? Mm. Um, a lot of things made me want to write this book about pleasure. One of the main ones was Audre Lorde's um, essay, The Uses of the Erotic as Power. Mm. And reading it over and over again and trying to pull together you know how you read something that's like you are opening my mind i'm not quite ready for what's happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i felt like i kept reading it and being like i think there's a clue in this text about how we're supposed to survive all of this mm-hmm. oppression and what liberation actually is mm-hmm. and in i was raised with like pleasure sensuality sex drugs all of it is like on a scale of a waste of time to a horrible use of time. Um, And then as I grew up, I was like, wait, sex is incredible. It's my fave. Um, It's so great. Everyone should be having it. Mm -hmm. And drugs are pretty great. Um, Now, (laughs) overdosing is not great. Being addicted is not great. But I was lucky enough to start my political career, like my work career, um, at a place called the Harm Reduction Coalition. So one of my first introductions to drugs was in the context of being well educated about what the substances were, what the impacts were, what were safe spaces to inject in, things like that, all that kind of information. I was like, oh, there's a lot of ways to reduce the harm that comes from drugs so you can enjoy the magic, the beauty of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So all of that piled up and then I was doing organizing work, political work, political work, and seeing all these very miserable people, many of them very miserable black women who no matter how hard we worked, we felt like we had not earned a day off, much less a day of pleasure, mm-hmm. much less a day of being, you know, receiving care, worship, you know, love mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. us. It really was like, oh, we're just supposed to give, 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 and then die. Sacrifice and I was like, oh, life. that giving until dying, that's slave mentality. That's mm-hmm. a slave way of thinking about what the black woman's body is meant to do. Um, and capitalism, I think, has proliferated that so everyone thinks that pleasure is something that belongs to luxury and not to everyone so I got really interested in the idea of reclaiming um, how do we how do we not just try to save the world save our communities but actually have lives that are worth living where we feel content where we feel satisfaction definitely Um, it's so interesting because I tell people all the time that um, women, especially black women, are taught sacrifice as a form of love. Yes. And I, I, the women in my family, uh, I was raised with the mantra, 
you don't need um you don't need nobody to do bad with you to do bad all on your own, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. And my grandmother would say, I don't want no, another man unless she said, God, if God came down himself and gave me a man, I wouldn't want him. And I'm like, Dang. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. and then for many years of my life, like not being yes. touched. Um, probably yeah. from like the time I was fourteen until Maybe the last five years of not being touched romantically. Wow. wow. That's a lot. I'm 44. Like, that's a lot of time to go without pleasure. And I have aunts that are the same way. Did you also not touch yourself during that time? No, that wasn't me. That's my grandmother. Oh, I I was like, hold up, hold (laughs) up, stop. Okay. Okay. And it's, it's interesting. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast is because I remember I did the vagina monologues when I was about 25. Okay. And I, so that made me go home and I was having all kinds of conversations. Exactly. And I remember asking my mother if she had ever had an orgasm and she was like, I don't, I don't know. Honey, you would know. And I've been having orgasms since I've been giving them to myself since I was like six or seven. That's right. So I was like, how could I have this, this really amazing relationship with my body and my yeah. vagina and my yes. clit and you like, she and she had two kids, two marriages, and had not yeah. ever experienced real authentic pleasure, pleasure in that way. Yeah. Mm. So, um, what's that Venus? What do you think about pleasure? Um, I'm still getting to know pleasure myself. I feel like just as a black girl, I was oppressed when it came to like wanting to pleasure myself. Mm. It wasn't like a thing where it was uplifted. Mm-hmm. Black women being happy and having pleasure and really feeling joy mm-hmm. is not something that is a part of the status quo mm-hmm. so me not having that and me trying to find that on this journey right now in my Saturn return oh. it is a mm-hmm. bitch I digress yeah, I you know but mm-hmm. it's like Right now, I'm, like, on a different journey with my vagina. I'm experiencing her in a different place. Like, I'm having a different relationship that I've never had with her. That's great. Like, it's just, I've been to a water flow class Mm -hmm. that somebody I know is facilitating. Mm -hmm. Um, That's squirting, y'all. Squirting, you know. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm like, yes. You know, and it's all about, (laughs) you know, being in touch with yourself and being connected with yourself. And appreciating yourself. Yes. Like, really connecting with yourself. Not just because it's like, oh, I'm horny, I'm about to go fuck this nigga. Or, oh, I'm exactly. horny, I'm about to go jump on this bitch face. Exactly. Oh, I'm horny, I'm about to masturbate. Yeah. Not just that. Like, really feeling the sensuality yes. and understanding your pleasure points. Yeah. And knowing that, and I'm starting to understand that pleasure isn't just sex. It's like, that's something that should really be taught in the world and in school. And just, people shouldn't, like, in households, like, Pleasure is not just something that you're feeling sexually. That's, That's right. not all pleasure is. Pleasure is eating some good ass chocolate. That's right. Pleasure, <laughs> you feel me? Right. Pleasure is eating I mean, your this favorite. This is what Audrey Lauren talked about that she was like, they're not the same pleasure, but they are comparable pleasures yes. to write a good poem. Or to be laying in the sunlight with my lover after mm-hmm. having made love. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. to compare those things. And that was also an unlocking of the door for me. Because mm-hmm. for such a long time, I thought either pleasure was something someone had to give me. Mm-hmm. Right? Someone else needed to do it to me or for me. And so I felt disappointed. Like, what, 
why are other people experiencing this and like no one wants to give it to me mm-hmm. and then I thought pleasure was something I'm supposed to give someone else mm-hmm. so I'm like I'm supposed to be on my knees I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be worshipping something about mm-hmm. you I'm supposed to be pleasing you and always hitting the right angle to make sure that I'm even looking as pleasurable to you as possible all this like stuff that I think so many women get trained without words necessarily it's just like every image we see is like we're supposed to be serving men mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's like patriarchy is so embedded in the mm-hmm. culture and I think this Me Too moment has been really interesting because some of those, the structures are falling down and we're all like, well, hold up. Like mm-hmm. some of the stuff that men have gotten away with for such a long time is, is based in the assumption that we are here for their consumption. And even us interacting with each other, even, even us interacting behavior. with each other is like fundamentally it's about how mm-hmm. that man can feel pleased or seen or something. Mm-hmm. And so there's something very liberating as a queer woman, um, pansexual you know I'm like if it's sexy I like it you know like it doesn't matter what's like below the waist if it's sexy I like it so for me that has felt like a liberation in this time Mm -hmm. because I'm like okay I'm not only dating men and so I'm not only tied to wherever men are in their development socially about who they are what they want how they can be human beings right and what I see for a lot of women right now is oh we are caught in wherever men happen to be in their evolutionary mm-hmm. process. And there's all these brilliant women who are like, I can't find a partner who will fuck the shit out of me, but also respect me and also, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. be a feminist and like all those mm-hmm. things, right? Definitely. And I'm like, okay, don't wait for them, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of my work right now is trying to get people, I'm like, how do we unhook ourselves from the ways we have thought of men and women, masculinity, femininity, all these things? How do we open ourselves up to the attraction, the pleasures that are available to people who actually are on our level. I feel that. And, and then, you know, one of the gifts I find is I fall in love with people and I let the body follow, right? Mm. I let my body follow that. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know, I've been with people before who had big old breasts. I was like, I love big breasts. That's my mm-hmm. thing now. Now I got with people who have small breasts. I'm like, now I love little small ass titties. I was with someone <laughs> who had a big old penis. Then I was like, that is so great. And then I was also like a medium size. So I was like, this is also mm-hmm. really good, especially for squirting, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you're going right in the G spot, <laughs> we're in a good zone, okay? Uh-huh. And sometimes those big ones just pass by. <laughs> you're know, like, hold up, come like, back. Stop, right there. Right there. Come back. I'm like, I don't, I don't need uh, anything to happen in my belly. Um, but yeah, so I, I feel like we're, to me, the thing that broad strokes thing I'm saying is, we're in a very interesting time mm-hmm. where a lot of people are waking up to the fact that everything we've been told about how to be in our bodies is a lie Definitely. that serves a capitalist system that wants us to continuously purchase things outside of ourselves mm-hmm. or perform things that are not ourselves in order to please someone else or serve someone Definitely. else. Yeah. And so now that's falling away. And in that falling away, there's a ton of space to say, this is my first place of liberation. How Definitely. can I be as free as possible in this body that I have and then from here how do I Mm -hmm. right I'm a space for pleasure and pleasure you know when I say pleasure activism to people a lot of times they start from a place of like so you mean sex dungeons and I'm like no if that's your favorite pleasure sure Mm -hmm. but one of the things I point people to is what when was the last time you felt satisfied Mm -hmm. truly satisfied Mm -hmm. with your life Maybe it's in your work. Maybe it's in your relationship. Maybe it's with your family. Maybe it's when you had a, a child, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'm like, how, you know, one of the things that Audrey teaches us is when you feel that complete aliveness, that total mm-hmm. erotic satisfaction, that flowing through you, 
you can't go back to suffering. Mm-hmm. You will not go back mm-hmm. to self-negation, at least not mm-hmm. without That's consciousness. Right. That you're That's like, right. oh, I am in choosing to suffer right now. Why would I do that? Who benefits right. from that? I know what exists. Exactly. Know so once you know what's possible, and so a lot of writing the book and releasing it in this political moment, because mm-hmm. it's, you know, after that 2016 election, I was also like, I should be writing a book about, you know, revolution, take it over stuff. And I was like, this is my book about revolution. That's right. That's You know, I want to just like unveil, open it from within. And I'm really considering how do we make movements for justice and liberation feel good? Mm-hmm. How do we make it feel good to enter those movements and to stay in those movements as opposed to feeling impossible to enter and like you're always on watch like I might say the wrong thing and get canceled or kicked out definitely like that's not movement that's That's something else a club that's a small exclusive club and we don't have the time or uh, we don't have the time in relationship to the planet we're on or with each other to be forming one exclusive club after another that no one Hmm. can ever stay in that's right we need to be building massive numbers of people who are aligned about wanting to stay alive and not go extinct that's (laughs) right that's right and like not wanting to go extinct for me starts from within that's right i'm like the world outside if i'm watching the news i don't want to be here anymore but if i tune into my next orgasmic moment Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't want to go anywhere Mm -hmm. definitely my uh my homegirl noni you were just on their podcast Uh a couple weeks ago Mm -hmm. um uh, shout out to All Heart. But, all Heart's uh, so good. <laughs> I was talking to her last night, and I was telling her, I just had an experience where this uh, man, um, it's a BDSM experience. Yeah. So I'm, so my my relationship, even how you're saying, like, when you say that people immediately go to sex, that is, yes. but, like, sex is a whole spectrum, it's right? And, like, you, I, didn't, I didn't start there, yeah. but the more I know myself and the deeper my relationship with, with self gets, yeah. the more I'm starting to explore things that I never thought I would. Exactly. And I just had this experience where he, like, handcuffed me oh, to yes. his bed, and it's a huge trust, yes. like, a lot, such right? trust, actually. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And she said, she said, you know, Kai, you, she said, you don't just attract a lot of sex. You continue to diversify your sexual exactly. experiences. And exactly. they just keep shifting and shifting and deepening because I, I, I'm here for the pleasure. Well, and I think it's getting ourselves out of what we are, again, trained to think is sexy, which is such mm-hmm. a very small, limited mm-hmm. pounding away at the pussy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like yes. most pornography yes. is just like pound, 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 yep. pound. I was like, Doggy style. that's not <laughs> it. I mean, like that might feel good for like a little bit uh-huh. of it, uh-huh. but widening that spectrum, like your whole skin, all of your mm-hmm. skin is actually wired to feel sensation. Mm-hmm. The sensation of giving up power. For those of us who are very powerful, mm-hmm. intentionally choosing to give up power is one of the most erotic things we can have. Right? It's like, not only am I giving it up, I'm choosing to give it up, but also I'm trusting you to do something right with it. And okay. I'm in charge of this situation, mm-hmm. but I'm surrendering it. It's so nice. It's <laughs> nice whole like, head play, which I yes. love. Like, um, real quick, one, one uh, question I have is, um, yeah. what's something sexually that you would love to do that you haven't done yet, and what's one thing, or no, what's one thing you love to do sexually, and oh. what's one thing you want to try? I love that. So, let's see. <sighs> one thing I love, love, love to do sexually is introduce toys, like vibrating toys mm-hmm, into mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm like, let's do everything we can organically, mm-hmm. but then you give me a vibrator and suck on my titties and I'm like, boom, I'm, I'm, I'm in outer space. I'm super happy. <laughs> Everything is going well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I feel like something that I've never done that I think would be amazing. Although I'm like now I'm like I don't know how I would ever do this, but just like being in some situation of like extreme breast worship. Like I feel like sitting in some place <laughs> where like a million people were coming and everyone was just sucking on my breasts. Wow. That oh, feels wow. like it would be so wow. incredible to me. That's intense. Like I you're know. tied up or like something. Like I'm tied up or I'm just, just there and then I'm, and then just like person after person is coming wow. and just sucking on my breasts or like tons of people at the same time. You know there's an art to sucking titties. There is an art to sucking titties. Not everyone knows that. No, they don't. And I and, I, and I feel like not enough attention and worship and love is given to mm. the breasts. Um, for lots of different reasons. But I'm like, I feel like even in watching pornography, so often it's like people like to play with the breasts or they like them to be visible, but not to actually like be sucking and worshiping. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know a lot of women who are like me, who are like, I can orgasm from the breasts. This is tied directly to my clitoris. We are good to go. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I think I want many more people to know your breasts are not just a stop along the way to a destination. Like your whole body is the place. Yeah, <laughs> your whole body is the place, and I know people who've been able to have orgasms from people sucking on their wrist in the right way, from the back imagine. of the knee in the back. Right, I did not almost busted a whole ass nut off a nigga massaging my hand. Exactly, it's so. all about that quality of touch, mm-hmm. quality of attention that's coming in, and I I also know women, and I've had this experience myself of having an orgasm just from thinking, bringing presence into my sexual mm-hmm. self. Mm-hmm. And now I almost think of it like, you know, they talk about fa- the fascial system that mm-hmm. moves through the body. So it's like you have your muscles, you have your skeleton, you have your blood, you have your nerves, and then there's the fascia. And I'm like, I almost think there's a whole other layer of the sexual body within that our body. That is, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, I think about that a lot. So those are my sexy things. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, <laughs> oh, what? So people talk about me all the time, but one of my favorite types of porn yeah. is um, Asian porn. And like when oh. I when I say Asian, I mean like Japanese or Korean, okay, specifically. Okay, and it's because at least three fourths of that porn, yes, half to three fourths of it is all spent on her pleasure. Yes, all the different ways they can make mess yes. with her vagina, all the different ways they can mess with her breasts. Like, <laughs> I like that you say mess with. It's okay. I mean, it is true. There's a huge thing about the worship of the female body, almost to the fetishization of pleasure, mm-hmm. and how much can we take the woman's pleasure to the utmost degree? Yes. Um, yeah, and there'll be things where it's like, okay. You know that I love. I also I'm like a good Japanese porn where it's like now we're we're spending an hour on her vagina, That's and I'm like oh. all the different ways we're gonna make you we're gonna we're gonna yes. rub it. So there's also a tease element, right? Exactly. So we're just gonna rub it, yes. and then we're gonna. Um, and they do such beautiful things with layering, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like mm-hmm. oh, it's not just you show up, you're naked, you're fucking. Yes. But there's yes. so much of yes. layering the experience. Yes. I think I think there's a lot of good stuff there. And I think there's a lot of great feminist porn coming out more and more now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, porn like uh, Erica Lust is doing really good. You know, it's just stuff that's like, oh, this was made by women. This is made by people who are thinking about these bodies. Mm-hmm. I think about Xavier. I think about King Noir. Which is like I the married him. couple, I and him. you I know, and jet-setting jasmine. I need to be meat mm-hmm. in their sandwich. Exactly, like, they're just like we're here to please. You know? and, new, and I love um, that they show people like that mm-hmm. we can be a couple, bringing other people into our love ship, bringing other people to satisfaction, and it doesn't take anything away. I think it's so important to also see see that kind that of relationship could look mm-hmm. different, and, exactly. and that that doesn't threaten. Actually, I feel like it makes their their relationship it's and their intimacy deeper. So your quote, real quick, is um, this is my quote, <laughs> my quote for the week, but it's yours. It's um, 
pleasure is the point. Feeling good is not frivolous. Mm -hmm. It is freedom. There is no way to repress pleasure and expect liberation, satisfaction, or joy. And I just think that is the the biggest thing. So I guess I want to just close out with um, uh, what is what is your message to this is really started for black women. Yes. So what is what is each of our black message for black women? Um, taking that quote into to account. I think taking your pleasure seriously. Um, you know, I'm in Oakland talking to you now and um, last year it's about it's right after the one year anniversary of the passing of a friend of mine, Alana Devish Cyril, who's in the book talking mm-hmm. as a survivor as someone who was in the process of trying to survive cancer um, and trying to figure out how to move with pleasure and move in the body and she talked about that it's not an accident don't take it for granted like claim it pull it into you pull it into your life pull it into your being and it's actually really really an important part of why how we make life worth living how Mm -hmm. we you know most of my ideology at this point is we already know what's fucked up in the world Mm -hmm. and we already know it's not designed for us we're Mm -hmm. living in someone else's imagination of how the world would be Mm -hmm. and if we want something else to happen we have to envision that other thing happening and we have to practice it and I feel like I'm in the practice of being a joyful black woman a black woman who is deeply satisfied and then when children see me that Mm -hmm. that's the energy they receive from me and I'm not just out here like bitch I'm tired Mm -hmm. I'm out here like Bitch, I'm happy. Auntie is so satisfied. Exactly. I just want you to know that your auntie is feeling good. And I, I think it's important as a fat, black, queer woman with glasses, mm-hmm. the whole deal. I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm quirky and I'm happy. And gotcha. I'm not fitting into society's tiny box for me. I busted out of that long ago. Definitely. I keep busting out of more Definitely. boxes. And so will you. I always think about it for kids and for young women. Um, and it's been really exciting to tour this book and see girls coming in who are like 14, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. They're like, holy snap. I'm like, yes. I wish someone had told me about squirting when I was your age. Definitely. Because the first time I, I squirted, we all think it's an accident. We're dying. Not even we're dying. Like, I thought I peed on him. Because yeah. he was like, the fuck? Did you just piss on me? Right. And I was like, I, I, don't, I, I don't know. But and for the longest, <laughs> It was like I couldn't even. Yeah. I couldn't even. It was like it was feeling good. It was exactly. great, right? You're like but I couldn't back even from that because I don't know what's gonna happen. And so for a long time, I did not allow myself to squirt. Yes. It was like I think most it, women are like that because that happens it feels to like so many women because you really feel like you're gonna pee. Mm-hmm. It feels like you do pee when you let it go, mm-hmm. and it's coming out of the same place. So it's really like, oh, this is it. This is an interesting thing. But I'm like. Who who benefits from us not knowing we can ejaculate? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's all about men ejaculating. That's how we know we're done. Mm-hmm. Even men's ejaculation is not the end of their orgasm. You're yeah. right. You're Those right. poor You're men, right. they're just like, that was it, I nutted. I'm like, that was just the beginning. That could be just the beginning. Right. You don't even know how far you are right. right. And that if anyway. they hold it and, and really master their orgasm, they can heal themselves so that maybe they're not uh, exercising their uh, hurt and pain um, and trauma onto Anyways, good luck to them. <laughs> uh, do you have a message for black women? Um, yes, ladies, ladies, ladies. To my hoes, to my queens, to my bitches, to my Butches. Jesus, my butches, <laughs> my studs, my 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 everybody. You feel me? I just want y'all to drink water, take care of yourself. That's right. And like really in this in this next decade, 
of 2020, starting in 2020, I really want you to focus on your manifestation of where you want to be and where you see yourself okay. and how great you want to be. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, bitch, you all you got. That's right. You can't do it without yourself. Focus on you and don't focus on nobody else. I think, thank you. I think my thing is we've wasted too many years being unhappy and miserable Mm -hmm. and holding on to other people's junk and telling ourselves no and not letting our wildest person out and and being what people expected us to be like life is too long to be miserable yes. and and why not like why not to me you're exactly right. like to me that is a revolution in and of itself like why not decide that you're going to choose you and that you're going to center your happiness your pleasure your joy at, you're going to center that in your life and move from there and if you do that how are you impacting yourself and everybody else if That's i can right. add this last thing just right quick mm. i went and i seen harriet the other day mm-hmm. and it was the most powerful piece that I've seen in a very long time. Mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot of different negative oh, everybody reviews has a about, about it. About it. <laughs> and it's like me watching that. I was in tears the whole movie. And it wasn't even about it being a slave narrative. Mm-hmm. It was about her resiliency mm-hmm. and her focus mm-hmm. on her joy and her freedom, which yes. brought her extreme pleasure. Yes. All the way to the point where she was like, you know what? This feels so good. I can't stay here. I have to go back. I can't keep it right? to myself. I can't keep it to mm-hmm. myself because this feels so good. Mm-hmm. There's a part in the movie where she gets to the freedom line and she jumps over the freedom line and the sun. And, yeah. and it was like the sun, the setting, yeah. the way that everything was her. She was just automatically overcome with just calm and peace. Yes. And I just, that's what... People need to feel. I talk about, I've done this meditation with um, with people before where I was like, imagine yourself, conjure inside yourself the pleasure Harriet felt mm. having the first orgasm after she had made mm. that journey. That's the level of satisfaction we should be aiming for. Mm-hmm. We do the good work and we do it well and that we are still bodies and we still deserve pleasure. Like, that's right what we are conjuring that. for ourselves. Mm. Yeah, right, right. And ain't nobody created us for misery. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. This is Adrian Marie Brown. Get the book, y'all. Pleasure Activism. What's the tagline? The Politics of Feeling Good. The Politics of Feeling Good. And they can find you on Instagram where? Instagram, Adrian Marie Brown. I I stay on Instagram. My stories are lit. It's a a great place. There's also Pleasure Activism, the book, on Instagram. Um, And I've been starting to uplift more and more things that will help you. Bust nuts, as they say. I heard. <laughs> we busting nuts. We busting nuts. Hyphy, holistic, Kai, my love. H Y P H Y. Thanks, y'all.